up, gang? Andrew Cooper here, a.k.a. Cooper. Get it going. We got Brian Burns on the show today, so we know it's keeping it funky today. Let's go. Burns behind the glass. What's up, brother? Yes, Andrew Cooper here, a.k.a. Coupe Fiasco. This is Coop's Fantasy Football Fiasco. I'm with Fantasy Alarm, Better Sports Network, sponsored by FFPC. And as we do every Monday, we're going to break down all the important usage. Shout out to Kevin Tompkins in the chat, one of the people that I rely on for usage report stuff. Dwayne McFarland, Spaceman Dave, the people over at uh, Pro Football Focus, the people over at uh, Player Profiler. I go through, see what we can find, bring it all together, give it to you guys here. One thing I want you guys to do if you can, do me a big favor. doesn't have to be today, but this time of year is the toughest on the people that work in this industry. It's not easy to go through, do all this stuff every single day, every single week, and down the stretch here is pretty rough on the fantasy community. Not only there's no bye weeks, right? So every single team's playing. It's crunch time. People rely on us, but people take this very seriously and they get very upset when they lose and they start unfollowing people when they're done. They start saying mean things. They write mean notes. If anyone in the community helped you at all this year, even just a little bit, just a little bit, one little thing, one little start set, even if they were right or wrong, they did their best to help you, shoot them up a quick message. Shoot at Howard Bender, you know, whoever, Dwayne McFarland, Kevin Tompkins, Britt Flynn. Shoot him a quick message and say, hey, you know what? I am in the playoffs. I didn't do well in the playoffs. I made a little money in DFS. Couldn't have done it without you. Thanks for your help. You know, because it's tough, man. With the holidays here, we're going to have games on Christmas Day, right? We have games on New Year's Day, right? We're going to have to – I'm working on the Friday before Christmas, 100%. We're doing the show. It's a Friday. We got to get it done. Probably not going to do a show on Christmas because I know you guys aren't going to watch it, but we're grinding. All right. So just want to give it that shout out to everybody out there grinding and do you do us a favor, man. Just say what up. Say thanks. You know, and I see you guys in the chat hanging out. Kev Tompkins, Death Wish, DWR, baby. What's up, Hal? Guys that have been with, with us all year. Appreciate you guys. So here's what we're going to do today. As always, we're going to go through, break down the important usage from yesterday, and we're going to really focus on two things here. The players you can trust in your fantasy leagues if you're still in the playoffs and the players that we can throw darts at in DFS, right? It's not just anyone that's playing that you want to throw a dart at. We want to have guys that are playing at least enough snaps to give us some sort of floor, right? And give us that upside. Or if they're super explosive guys like Taekwon Thornton, things like that, then maybe we'll take a dart throw on guys playing limited snaps that are getting targets or, or could break off a big one. That's what we're going to do today. I'm going to say, hey, I trust this guy. I don't trust this guy. This guy's a dart throw. This guy's a bum. That's what we're doing here. So let's get right into it. Alphabetical order by city, every team. Let's go. First team up, Arizona Cardinals. They're on bye week. So first team, we're skipping right to the next one. Next up, Atlanta Falcons. 72 snaps this week. Drake London, all year long, has been playing virtually the entire game. So we can bank on this guy. The other guys on the team, they almost never play a full snap share, especially the wide receivers, right? The next highest guy in routes run only ran 20 of 45. It was Van Jefferson. Mac Hollins left the game. I don't trust any of these guys, and I don't really like them as dart throws. So it's Drake London, number one, and after that, nobody. For tight end, though, tight end, we've seen a big shift lately, one that we love for fantasy football, Kyle Pitts, finally playing a full snap share all year long, whether it was the knee, whether it was Arthur Smith, whatever it was, he was playing a partial snap share virtually every game for like 10 plus weeks. Last two weeks, back-to-back weeks, 90% route participation, 90%. This week, 41 of 45. He actually led the entire team. He ran more routes than Drake London. 
and he got six targets, right? Scored a touchdown. Last week, he got eight targets. Kyle Pitts is back on the menu. And I'll tell you what, Johnu Smith, maybe a DFS star throw, but he's not really splitting the way he was early on. But to put it in perspective, he ran 32 of 45 routes, which isn't good, but that's 12 more routes than Van Jefferson, way more than Kaderil Hodge. So it really is Drake London and then a bunch of two tight end sets. For running back, you know the deal here. Bijan Robinson played 56 snaps. Tyler Algier only played 15, but they insist on giving the ball to Tyler Algier. If I'm a defensive coordinator and I see Tyler Algier coming into the game, I just say he's getting the ball, right? He got the ball on nine of 15 snaps. So kind of ridiculous, man. Crazy. So, yeah. Uh, what's up, guys? What's going on in the chat? Definitely throw your questions in there. Ani Coop, what's happening? Thanks for popping in. Throw questions in, whatever you got. Helps me out if you do them while we're talking about that particular team. But that's the deal with this team. I mean, I trust Drake London. I trust Bijan. All of a sudden, I trust Kyle Pitts. And we had him in the DFS article he paid out for us this year. So nice one. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, Zay Flowers is really the only full-time wide receiver. He ran 54 of 54 routes. They love Zay Flowers, the rookie out of Boston College. He's been solid. He got 11 targets this week. He scored two touchdowns last week. He's a player. If I'm going to pick any one of these guys of the wide receivers, I trust him. The other guys all mix and match. So it's really problematic. Like Oda Beckham Jr. gets decent targets. He only ran 32 of 54 routes. Nelson Aguilar ran 35. We're never going to use him in fantasy. Rashad Bateman ran 25. It would be nice if they just used three guys, but they use four and they rotate them. One guy we can trust, in my opinion, Isaiah Likely, 48 of 54 routes run. So he ran 16 more routes than Odell Beckham Jr., got seven targets, scored the monster touchdown. This is a guy that he's playing the Mark Andrews role in this offense. And as Deathwish says in the chat, Lamar did look good. Lamar looked great. And it, usually in these choppy weather games, playing on the grass field at home, you know, he loses his footing the week before he was slipping all over the place, but now he looked great out there, man. So I trust Zay Flowers. I trust Isaiah likely the running backs. I don't, I don't trust because it's a three headed committee and we kind of know how the committee works, but it's hard to, it's hard to figure out the game scripts in advance. That's the problem with the parody in the NFL is, is you know who the really good teams are and you know, the really bad teams are, but every once in a while, the, those teams either win or lose bad and everywhere in between, we have no idea what's going to happen in a lot of cases. So you can't, it's hard to say, Oh, I'm going to use justice Hill this week because the Ravens are going to be playing from behind and he's going to get a bunch of pass snaps, which is what happened to some degree yesterday. He led the team in routes. Uh, so he led the team in routes for running backs and snaps. He played 29 snaps. Keith Mitchell played 25. Gus Edwards played 20. It's just, it's, it's kind of a mess. We know Gus Edwards is the goal line back. We know they like Keith Mitchell in space. It's just it's all over the place. It's tough to it's tough to pick one of them. So obviously you're better off throwing in a guy from a three-headed monster than just throwing in a pure backup like Elijah Mitchell or Jordan Mason, just hoping that they do something. But ideally, we want guys that are only splitting with two guys or not splitting at all. So tough to trust those guys, man. Again, DFS start throws maybe, but what what exactly is the upside? You need a Keaton Mitchell to, to do a J.K. Dobbins and break off like a 70-yard run. Because otherwise, Gus Edwards or Lamar Jackson might be taking that touchdown. So be very careful with those guys. Uh, Buffalo Bills, 77 snaps this week. Dawson Knox came back. So this was a huge week for fantasy football. What Dawson Knox would do, what it would look like, here's what happened, right? The snaps for Dawson Knox came at the expense of Quentin Morris. He lost pretty much his whole snap share. He was playing 26 to 38% of the snaps. He only played seven snaps this week. So Quentin Morris is out. Dawson Knox is in as the inline tight end. Khalil Shakir gave up a good chunk of snaps. He was playing 80% before, 61% this week. So he's still the part-time slot guy, 
lost all those snaps. Trent Sherfield and Deontay Hardy pretty much got phased out completely. That's where they generated the snaps for Dawson Knox. Dalton Kincaid, luckily for us, thank goodness. I know he didn't have an amazing game. That's the, that's the beauty of having Brian Burns here behind the glass because he's got some he's got some uh, got some fun things to do there. So thank you, Burns. Dalton Kincaid, baby. Uh, now he did hurt his shoulder. They say he's going to be fine, but uh, he played seventy eight percent of the snaps this week. That's the highest snap total he's had in the last three games. So Dawson Knox came back and he actually played more snaps, man. He he went out and he ran forty three of forty nine routes. So Dalton Kincaid, knock on wood, assuming this holds. He's still a featured part of this offense. It's Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs on the outside and Dawson and Dalton Kincaid playing a big snap share in the slot as that player. And then Dawson Knox is likely going to mix and match with guys like Khalil Shakir. So I feel good about Kincaid moving forward. Uh, you know, again, it's a little dicey. If you have more locked in options, maybe go with them. But I'm trusting this guy. I'm rocking and rolling. So there you go. James Cook. He looked good. Latavius Murray, not a huge factor at all. Latavius Murray, I know he played 25 snaps, but didn't really get many touches, didn't really get many carries. So I'm James Cook, I'm in on. I wish he would play more. I don't like that Ty Johnson got some pass plays, but it is what it is. Like at least James Cook got the most carries and he led the team in routes run. It's hard to ask for too much more than that. So um, that's what's up. And yeah, DWR, we were projecting that the Shakir and we were also kind of fantasy wishing a little bit because we're rooting for Kincaid. So there you go. Uh, Anthony says he lost zero to 13 to lose the six seed barring love Saquon miracle. Hey, you never know if you will. If I'm looking for a miracle out of the players, then I want stars like Saquon Barkley or I want a quarterback, right? Because Hey, who's capable of five, six touchdowns. It's only mega stars that play every snap like Christian McCaffrey or Saquon Barkley or once upon a time, Alvin Kamara, when he did it, in fantasy championship week or it's quarterbacks, man. So, Hey, if I'm looking for a miracle, at least you have love and Saquon going instead of like Jalen Hyatt and Tajay Spears. So, uh, you might be all right, Anthony, let me know how many points you need on that one. Uh, so next game here, Carolina Panthers, 80 snaps. It's Mingo and Thielen every snap every week that they are. They've been doing that all year. It didn't change with the coaching change. Mingo, you know, with the coaching change has gotten more looks. So it looks like they want to see what they have in this rookie DJ Chark is the tough one because sometimes he plays the whole game. Sometimes he mixes and matches. This week he played 71 snaps. Last week he only played like less than 50% of the snaps here. So DJ Chark, I do not trust. Jonathan Mingo and Adam Thielen are guys you can consider in real leagues and definitely throw some darts at. So uh, those guys are in. At tight end, I don't trust anybody. I didn't trust Hayden Hurst. Unfortunately, he's dealing with a serious uh, issue resulting from the concussion. He has like part-time amnesia. So uh, thoughts and prayers up to him, man. Hopefully he gets through that, comes back to play ball. I know he's been a huge proponent of mental health awareness. Uh, you know, he was a former baseball player that had the yips, had some mental health issues, came over to play football, like tremendous athlete, great guy. We do his potathon for mental health awareness. So Hayden Hurst, we're all rooting for him, man. In the meantime, though, Tommy Tremble played 52 snaps, but mostly blocking. He only ran 18 routes. Steven, 18 out of 43, so not even close. Steven Sullivan only played 27 snaps, but 22 of them were pass plays. So Steven Sullivan skews passing, and that's a potential guy I might throw a DFS dart at. I'm not going to start him in fantasy, but, you know, 22 of 27 snaps were routes, and he got four targets. I mean, could be, could be worse. Could be a lot better, though. Uh, Rex Demothius, good morning, brother. What's happening, dude? Vegas, baby. Let's go. That'll, that'll beat you up. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, as we already know, 
my probably my worst call of the year, easily my worst call of the year is I was in on Miles Sanders, man. I thought that I liked the things that Frank Wright was saying. I liked the things that Scott Federer was saying. I liked that Deuce Staley was there. And guess what? They all Scott Federer is technically still there as the GM, but the coaches are all fired. So Miles Sanders on the back burner, only 17 snaps, 62 snaps for Chuba Hubbard. And they have a decision to make because they gave him a kind of a big contract, one that's not that easy to get out of. Maybe somebody will trade for him, but I don't know. They might be stuck there. So we'll have to see what happens next year with the new coaching staff. Chicago Bears, 71 snaps. DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney play the whole game. Yeah, Toronto Day, we were all we were in, man. It's tough. Yeah, but you got to be careful in these. Again, and it's it's one thing that JJ Zacharyson, and one of my favorite analysts, always says is that in these inconspicuous backfields, go for the cheaper option when you don't know what's going to happen. In this case, I sold myself on Miles Sanders getting paid the money, and you know the coat the the thought process of rational coaching didn't work out. You know, in a lot of these other ones, we did go the right way. Like we were on Devin Singletary over Damian Pierce, and we'll talk about that. But in this case, man, smoked. So. Yeah, that's a tough one, dude. That one's on me. You can definitely put the blame on me. I wrote a full article on why I like Miles Sanders. So uh, you're not going to get them all right, right? We're not, not everything, everything's going to be Kincaid's and Laporta's. Every once in a while, you're going to have bad picks like this, but you know, you got to get by that stuff. Just like injuries, you got, we reckon, that's why we do this show to recognize when these guys, uh, you know, are out. Uh, DJ Moore, we had him as our play on the Sirius XM morning show on Sunday as a DFS play, and he delivered, man. DJ Moore is awesome, capable of big things at any given time. He played 65 snaps out of 71, 37 out of 40 routes, and got three carries. So dialed in, man. Darnell Mooney, he's he's the exact kind of guy when I talk about DFS dart throws for guys we can't trust. That's the exact player because you can't trust him on a weekly basis. Everyone knows that. But he played 64 snaps. DJ Moore played 65. He ran 39 out of a possible 40 routes, got six targets. Those are the guys that have the upside in DFS because they play every snap. In any... You can't trust him three weeks in a row in your fantasy playoffs, but in any given week, that guy could have a big play and a big touchdown. So Darno Mooney is a DFS dart throw. DJ Moore, you're putting in all your lineups, right? Uh, Cole Komet, he's, for me, in this landscape, tough to fully trust because every once in a while he blocks on a bunch of pass plays, and that really hurts him. Like the Raiders game, he blocked on eight pass plays, didn't even catch a ball. This week he ran 33 of 40 routes, which isn't bad. Last week he ran 30 of 40, blocked on like seven pass plays. So Cole Komet, we're still going to roll him out, you know, obviously, uh, especially in like decent matchups like this, but just be careful with him, man. Be careful with him. And the running back situation for this team is one of the worst ones uh, for fantasy football because Matt, they asked Matt Eberflus last week, right? Roshan Johnson played more snaps than, uh, than Khalil Herbert, right? He played like 70%. Herbert played like 30%. And people were like, why did you do that? And he said that we decide the touches for the running backs based on what happens in practice during the week. That is a nightmare for fantasy football because now we need to rely on beat writers to potentially, hopefully, say, hey, who had a good week of practice? And then he has to come out and and tell us, and then we have to figure that out, right? So in this case, Donta Foreman gets activated, must have had a great week of practice because he got 11 carries and he ran 16 routes, which led the team, got three targets. So, Geez, Dante Foreman must have been a practice hero this week because he was the guy. And now we would say, oh, well, he's a lot of people are going to say, well, he's back and he took back over. So he's the guy. And that's where I would lean as well. But it's not guaranteed because of what the coach told us. So very annoying situation for us. Uh, just got to play it by ear. But right now, Dante Foreman is the best bet there. Uh, Ryan Volts asked in the chat, need one tonight. Superflex 
tight end premium. Tommy DeVito, uh, Dontavian Wicks, or Tucker Craft. I'm telling you, in this case, unless you have a megastar option, I go with the quarterback in Superflex. It's just quarterbacks are just too powerful, man. Even in tight end premium. And Tucker Craft, like he played 61 of 64 snaps last week, but he only ran 30 of 40 routes because he blocked on eight pass plays. Same issue we're talking about with Cole Komet. He's kind of victim to that. I even in tight end premium, I just imagine that the quarterback is quarterback obviously has higher upside. And I just imagine uh Tommy DeVito outscores those other guys. So I kind of like Wicks and Craft and Showdown slates, the DFS showdown slate, but in a league like that, you gotta start, you gotta start Tommy. Gotta start him, baby. Let's go. Uh Cincinnati Bengals, uh Jake Browning, thumb cramp. Yeah. And you saw it on the play. It's very strange. Like, not, it's not like anything happened. He, he, t- he took a shotgun snap and just jogged over, ran over the sideline and was like, my thumb is done. I mean, anyone – I tweeted about it. Anyone that's played Halo 2 or if you play NHL, right, I've broken a lot of controllers playing NHL on the Xbox, man. The thumb thumb cramps are real. So, I don't know. He had to come out of the game over it. It wasn't something that – it's not something that should hold him out for next week, right? Just got to stay hydrated. So, Jake Browning should be fine. Decent guy. Decent enough player. You could do a lot worse, honestly the way he's been playing lately. Uh, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. That's it. This one's easy. Tyler Boyd in the slot. He comes out for two tight end sets. That's why Chase plays 50 snaps, T. Higgins plays 45, and Tyler Boyd plays like 31. That's why it's hard to trust Tyler Boyd because when it gets down to jumbo, goal line, and big dog territory, Boyd's the one that comes out. That's the way it is, baby. Uh, at tight end, if you want a dart throw, it's Tanner Hudson. Because he he they do not trust this guy to block at all. So he's only going to play like 14, 15 snaps a week. He only runs like 10 routes. So he played 14 snaps, ran 10 routes, but scored the touchdown. He gets the targets. He's been getting like four targets every week. So you're not going to start Drew Sample, who played 40 snaps, only ran 11 routes. Mitchell Wilcox is the most useless. I mean, he, he played 22 snaps, only ran one route. He got a target on that play. But like when he's in the game, you know that they're running. Right. Or at the very least, you don't have to cover him because he's going to stay in the block. And then Irv Smith Jr. only played eight snaps, only ran four routes. He's just completely phased out. I don't know what happened with him, but he's done. The Bengals Twitter account tweeted out like to vote for him for the Pro Bowl. I cannot possibly imagine if Irv Smith Jr. goes to the Pro Bowl. I'll eat every piece of glass in this room. That's how confident I am that Irv Smith Jr. is not going to go to the Pro Bowl. So sorry, Bengals Twitter account. That's a ridiculous statement. Tanner Hudson has a better shot of making the uh, the Pro Bowl than he does. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, Joe Mixon, 38. So here's the interesting thing here with Mixon is that they started using Chase Brown more. And I wrote about it in my Hot Takes article coming out today. Dude, they started using Chase Brown more, and that's kind of motivated Joe Mixon. I know it hasn't been kind of ugly. He's getting stuffed to the goal line, but eventually he scores. Chase Brown had a great game last week. Joe Mixon was the RB1 in PPR, RB1 overall. This week, Chase Brown busts off a 54-yard touchdown reception. Joe Mixon's the RB4 in fantasy football. I don't know. Like, the Chase Brown usage is elevating Mixon. Brown had 18 snaps. Mixon had 38, right? Brown had eight carries, ran eight routes. Mixon ran, had 20 carries, had 14 routes. So, of course, it's concerning to see Chase Brown play at all, but Mixon is just, he's balling, yeah. Jared Moore says in the chat, he finally has a threat in the backfield, and it's almost like it's elevating him. Like, maybe he was too comfortable. Or maybe even just getting a little break every once in a while makes it a little easier for him to be efficient, you know? But, yeah, Uh, shout-out to Jared Moore, the kid reporter. Uh, Coming up this week on Saturday, I'll be on the show with him and Adam Bernard, Rip and Riff. If you haven't checked it out on YouTube, it's super cool, man. Just ripping packs of cards, talking about the players, talking about 
you know, the the uh, the landscape for for playing cards. And it's kind of cool. If you like Dynasty, the idea of the playing cards is interesting because you can buy low on guys that you think are going to come back like Kyle Pitts cards. Might be I might be dabbling in some Kyle Pitts cards. I don't know. I right? love so, it. Love it, baby. Let's go. Uh, and uh, like Evan Ingram, think about Evan Ingram. He was a top five tight end with Daniel Jones with Eli Manning as a rookie. Then he played with Daniel Jones and was brutally bad. Now he's playing with Trevor Lawrence and he's a top five tight end again. So we, if, if you weren't a believer in Daniel Jones, maybe you sat back, collected a bunch of autographed Evan Ingram cards, got what you could, and then now those cards are definitely worth more money than they were before no question so kind of interesting stuff check out that on this channel make sure you like this show subscribe to this channel because we got awesome stuff on here all day we own the block from 1 to 3 p.m all week long right this show now coming right up right after this brit's blitz coming on with brit flynn that's awesome tomorrow we have lightning round and then uh, alarm fantasy football with me and howard bender kev tompkins and me and brit flynn on lightning round then on wednesday it's quick outs me and john and pemba and we have me and Howard Bender after that. Thursday, getting buzzed in Alarm Fantasy Football. Friday, me and Britt again. We got the full slate. One to three. We own that. So, And this is the this what gets you set up for the whole week. We go through yesterday, sort it all out, tell you what happened. And then now you watch the shows the rest of the week, and you know why we, we're recommending guys on waivers tomorrow, what we're planning for the playoffs, all this stuff. You know why it makes sense. So thanks for hanging out with us. We're rocking it out. Cleveland Browns, 76 snaps this week. Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore. Cedric Tillman. That's the deal. Basically what they do is they have Cedric Tillman as kind of the field stretcher and they bring him in for three wide receiver sets. And then one of Elijah Moore or Mark Cooper moves to the slot. So Cedric Tillman is kind of always on the outside running high a dot routes, looking for those deep shots. Right. And then Amari Cooper and Elijah Moore mix and match in the slot in the, and on the outside. That's how they like it. And that's why, you know, Moore and Cooper play more snaps. They get more targets, right? And Tillman could – thing is Tillman still ends up being a dart throw in DFS because Flacco's got a big arm and he could potentially throw a big touchdown pass. And I will see this. I see DWR in the chat throwing the Joe Flacco up, man. Tell you what, dude, Kurt Warner, back when Kurt Warner was playing, he was not the legend that he is now. Like, he was the backup quarterback that was bagging groceries when their starter, Mark Bolger, got hurt and he took over. And then he went to the Super Bowl and everyone said, well, you know, is Kurt Warner that good or is the, are the Rams just the greatest show on turf? Like Isaac Bruce and uh, and Torrey Holt and Marshall Falk. Marshall Falk has the best all-time fantasy football running back season in points per game in, in 2001 or so, right? Uh, he is two of the top five. Marshall Falk was amazing for people that weren't playing fantasy football there. He was a consensus number one pick. He was awesome. But like people didn't think that Kurt Warner was really that good. Then he went to the Giants, came back to the Cardinals, and took the Cardinals to the Super Bowl. And that's how he cemented himself as an all-time Hall of Fame guy. He might not have even gone to the Hall of Fame if not for that, if not for that Cardinal stretch. And this could be Joe Flacco's moment. I mean, Kurt Warner, when he went to the Super Bowl with the Cardinals, he was 37 years old. Joe Flacco was 38. Like, this is it, man. Like, if he takes his team on a deep playoff run, we turn around and, and all the – is Joe Flacco elite – Joe Flacco playoff dragon, all those jokes. Those aren't really jokes anymore. Like Joe Flacco ends up being the man. So I'm what's up, Silver man. Fox? That's right, dude. Foxy, what thirty eight, man? Shout out Joe Flacco, and he's still got the arm. He's still chucking it. Three touchdowns this week, two last week, threw for over three hundred yards. Joe Flacco, that's it's a fun story, man. I'm gonna root for him, dude. I, I'm in. I'm in on the storyline there. I'm also in on David Njoku. Thirty eight routes out of forty seven. 
two touchdowns this week. He was like the number two overall flex player on the week. We had two tight ends in the top five flex players this week, David Njoku and Evan Engram. Anybody that says it's Travis Kelsey and then no one else can eat it. There you go. Take a lap. Tight ends are awesome. And we have a bunch of young tight ends that just came in the league and Sam Laporta and Trey McBride and Dalton Kincaid and Brock Bowers coming in the league next year. And Kyle Pitts is only 23. So tight ends aren't going anywhere. So stop removing them from your fantasy leagues and talking trash about the position. It's an amazing position. All right. And we're the best at it at fantasy line. There's no doubt about that. No question. How between Howard Bender and myself, best not going to beat it. So tight ends, let's go uh, for, to wrap up this team, Jerome Ford, he got more carries and ran more routes than Cream Hunt. We know that that's what they want. Jerome Ford routinely runs more routes. The carries end up being split. Who gets the goal line stuff? That ends up being split. You don't really know. And again, Dieter Barry, right? I hate his usage, but it is consistent, right? So, um, like, what are you going to do? He, like, you got to start forward where where you where you have him because he's the starter because he's getting the routes. So, uh, Jerome Ford, not bad. Kareem Hunt. The thing is, you can't really use him in DFS or anything because he just he's never going to go out and get like 30 carries or, or, you know, you're basically just hoping he has two random touchdowns, but he's not even that cheap in, in DFS. So can't really use him there. Uh, I see Jake in the chat saying, don't forget about your boy, Jake, the snake Ferguson. Well, guess what? Next up alphabetically after Cleveland comes Dallas, Dallas Cowboys, 82 snaps this week. Jake Ferguson, not bad, man. 32 routes out of 43. We'd like to see that higher, but I mean, eight targets. We'll take it. And Peyton Hendershot came back. Luke Schoomaker, Luke Schoomaker was available. They only they combined. Luke Schoomaker ran two routes on 18 snaps. So for Dynasty, that's really concerning that he's going. He's kind of on the negative side of he's on the pass blocking side. And Peyton Hendershot only ran five routes on 15 snaps, which is unusual for him. Usually he's running out of, out of the slot. So at this stage, Ferguson's locked in. You know, assuming you know, Zach Ertz doesn't sign, then there's nothing to really stop that. So uh, I think Jake Ferguson, back-end tight end one rest of the season. Uh, DWR, I know you're a fan. Jack, and obviously with the Cowboys, Grateful Dead helmet there on your logo there. We know you're a fan. So, yeah, and Ferg with the sick hurdle, that was actually pretty cool. So, yeah, Ferguson, he he's solid, you know. He's a solid player. Uh, Tony Pollard, he, you know, played 59 snaps to 23 for Rico Dowdle, but Rico Dowdle got the touchdown, I mean. That's kind of scary for Tony Pollard where he – they were at the goal line. Tony Pollard got the carry at the three, didn't punch it in, and then two plays later, Rico Dowdle got the carry from the one. You want to see your guy getting all those looks, so don't love that. But Tony Pollard, you know, caught seven of eight targets. You're going to find a spot for him in your lineup somewhere. Unless your team's an absolute wagon, you're starting Joe Mixon, you're starting Tony Pollard, and you just got to deal with it, man. You just got to deal with the possibility that they might split these guys with a Chase Brown or a Rico Dowdle, but, you know – Tony Pollard's getting more work. Joe Mixon's getting more work. You got to get him in there. For wide receivers, we know the deal. CD Lamb, you obviously, obviously super mega star. Brandon Cooks is more of a DFS dart throw than a guy I trust, but at least he plays all the snaps. And then Michael Gallup and Jalen Tolbert split the snaps down the middle. Uh, they've been doing it for like five weeks now. So I don't trust Michael Gallup. I don't trust Jalen Tolbert. Uh, we did have CD Lamb in our lineup for our FFPC team this week he obviously had a great game came out had 10 targets like he does so let's take a quick look at our ffpc team if you're not playing over there now is the time to get signed up not just because there's a few more weeks left and obviously people are eliminated from fantasy leagues and looking for a new format to play Uh, i like this better than you know the dfs sites or the other ones where you got all these salaries and and you have to like you know pay down and do all these crazy stuff or you do like a weekly draft none of that stuff here 
And you definitely want to get in because their fantasy playoff format is coming up too. And that's the most fun one. The way it works over here at FFPC is you can use any player you want in the FFPC weekly, but the one rule is you can't have two guys from the same team, which I love because how many times in DFS do you just lose because you didn't stack a quarterback with a wide receiver? You didn't have two entire kills, so you just lost, right? In this, you can't have both of them. You have to pick one or the other, right? It's super cool. Use promo code COOP over at myffpc.com. They'll give you 25 when you deposit 35 or more. And the way the playoff one works, which is super cool, is you it's the same thing. You can only start one player from each team, but you kind of have to plan out like how the playoffs are going to go to some degree. I don't, I'm going to write a full article on it. We're going to do videos on it. I don't love sticking straight by that. You just really want to start as many studs as possible. Uh, but you got to think about it because if you, if your quarterback gets eliminated the first week of playoffs in FFPC, then they're done and you're done. So pretty crazy. Uh, Burns put up the, the QR code right there. So scan the QR code. That'll take you over there or use promo code COOP. They'll give you 25 and you deposit 35 or more. We made a team every Friday. We make a team. Uh, we made a team with Connor Allen, a four for four this week. And our team, it looks like we did pretty good. I mean, we're, there's 30 teams in this contest. It looks like we're still in it right there. Uh, 148 points. Top team has 171. We have two guys left. They only have one. Uh, we both, here's the thing. You can start mega stars. So look at this lineup. We both use Josh Allen. We both use Christian McCaffrey. We both use Alvin Kamara. We both use CeeDee Lamb. Uh, Travis Kelsey, we all both had him. You know, it's like you want the smash spots. We were trying to differentiate too much early on in the year, and we would lose because the number one lineup would just chalk. Or we had the same lineup, but they had Keenan Allen. We had Austin Eckler. So you want to chalk it up. We both use A.J. Brown. We both use Justin Tucker. Their defense didn't do well with the uh, Texans. So we still have Green Bay. When you Green Bay defense come off, I'm on Ross St. Brown let us down for sure this week. I mean, three receptions. That's where we lost because they started Jamar Chase. We started Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, and then Zach Moss didn't really kill it for us. Bijan Robinson beat us there. They have Michael Pittman. We probably both have Tyree Kill left to go. So I don't know. I don't like – sometimes I'll pivot. You just have to start Tyree Kill and hope that other people are pivoting. You know, these guys are pivoting into Waddle or whatever when they see that the top team here has has uh, Tyree Kill. So uh, pa- Packers defense got to bail us out. But, yeah, these are a lot of fun these uh this format and again you can start mega star teams it's awesome they have 10 team 30 team or 100 team uh contest and the buy-ins are 35 bucks or 200 bucks so again if you use promo code coop they'll give you 25 when you deposit 35 or more i suggest depositing 45 that'll give you enough you know money to do one 35 dollar weekly one and then you'll have 35 left over to do your playoff one and i know some people out there actually talked to the guys at ffpc eric bachman and then they said that people had been using the promo code and just had the the bonus money sitting there that they haven't used yet so if you haven't used that money if you if you jumped in go check your account get set up get in this week and let's win you know if you're out of your fantasy playoffs this is the closest you can come to just setting a crazy awesome lineup and having a blast so go check that out uh this week we might be able to get into the money because, I mean, we have 148, and top five gets paid out. And this you know, this team's up here with 157, and they only have one guy left. We have two. I think we have a good shot of finishing the money here. So I'll let you guys know on that. We're going to draft another team on uh, this Friday, and my guess this Friday is a great one because we have fantasy football playoffs coming in. Got to bring in the big guns. I have Justin Boone from the score coming in, get everybody set up for their fantasy playoffs, do an FFPC team, talk about all the DFS and then things like that. So – uh, that'll be fun. Justin Boone on Friday is the guest. So yeah, let's get back to it. Let's wrap this up. We got, uh, I'm not 
I'm not sure how many teams we have left, Burns. You let me know what kind of pace we're on. We do got to be out at the hour. Sometimes we, in the past, we were doing shows like psychotic shows where me just rambling for an hour and a half, hour, 45 minutes. But Brits Blitz is back on Mondays. I love her show. It's awesome. But that means we got to be out of here at two o'clock, man. So we're going through. James, I see your question there on the Collins injury. Yeah, 23 more teams. So we got about half the show left. So we're going to pop in, rapid fire through some. Some of the teams are easier to do than others. For instance, the Denver Broncos, right? Uh, you have Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy playing full snap shares. Everybody else rotates. Will Jordan Humphrey, Marvin Mims, Brandon Johnson. I just don't trust those guys. I don't really even trust Judy. The one guy I trust is Cortland Sutton. Anytime touchdown every week, lock it in, free money. The one week he didn't score a touchdown over the last like eight weeks, he had an end zone target that he got both his hands on and just couldn't bring it in. So very close to being a touchdown every single week player. So – uh, it's, I know in fantasy football, we, we don't love touchdown dependent guys, but he's still getting targets too. So uh, Sutton is a guy I like, this isn't like a, this isn't like Robert Tunyon where he has like 49 targets on the season, but scores 11 touchdowns. This guy's getting the targets and scoring the touchdowns. So we love this guy, man. Yeah. It's like people were complaining about Adam Thielen scoring too many touchdowns. I don't care as long as he keeps scoring, scoring them. So we're in man. Uh, and yeah, my lie, Luke, what's up, brother? How are we, how are we doing? Happy Monday. Yeah. Monday's. This is a solid Monday because we had a great, great slate of football. We have two games tonight. My only complaint is that they're at the same time. Can can I get an explanation on that? Does anybody know? Does anybody know what the point of that is? Like we've, I've seen multiple times them have two Monday games and one's at six, one's at eight. I've seen them do one at seven and one at eight. Two at the same exact time. What the heck? I might, out of spite, I might record one and just completely avoid Twitter and then watch it afterwards on my own. Just and make my own, uh, make my own night with with football all night, which is what it should be. Unbelievable, man! Unbelievable. Uh, anyway, uh, I don't trust the tight ends here with Greg Dulcich out. I mean, Adam Trotman ran 15 of 36 routes, and that led the team. So there's just not a guy here. If you were looking for a tight end dart throw, deep one, Lucas Kroll, man, Lucas Kroll, the Kroll, the Warrior King, he Princess Sophia, that's our guy, Kroll. He had 11 routes, which isn't a lot, but he ran 11 routes of 17 plays, which means he skews pass catching. And at some point, maybe we've seen this before with like Tanner Hudson, some of these guys where at some point they just say, hey, you know what? This guy's a better pass catcher. Let's just start using him on a regular basis. Juwan Johnson was that guy where he, he like he had to earn that role, but then he ran decent routes. Lucas Kroll is going to be a minimum priced player, bare minimum priced player. So it's possible. Obviously, in regular leagues, you don't trust that guy, though. He could be a dart throw. Adam Trotman, I'm just out on. Uh, at running back, Javante Williams, 17 carries, 16 routes, led the team in both. He's leading the team in in all phases, right? He's been doing that for three weeks now. A few weeks back, that wasn't the case. Now it's the case, so I trust this guy. Javante Williams, I put in the trust category. I find it hard to believe in all these leagues where you have two running backs in a flex spot, but you can't find a place for Javante Williams. If you can... If you, if you have three better running backs, good for you, right? Your team must be awesome. So, But for the rest of us, Javante Williams, we're happy to have him. Detroit Lions, 65 snaps. Amon Ross St. Brown is the only full-time guy. 57 of 65 snaps. Eight targets. I know he had a bad week, but you know what? You That guy's stapled in your lineup, regardless of format. You just leave him in there. So uh, don't worry about him. With Jamison Williams and Josh Reynolds and Khalif Raymond, I just – they each ran 19. So James Williams and Khalif Raymond ran 19 of a possible 39 routes. 
Josh Reynolds ran 23. I know Josh Reynolds scored, but the thing with these plays is they're not sneaky at all. Like there are so many people that sit there and they say, oh, Jameson Williams really fast. And we saw him have the diving touchdown. Like everyone knows about that play, right? Everyone knows he's going to get a carry and maybe a deep ball. So I don't really love that. Those like, I don't love any of those plays in redraft or DFS, to be honest with you. It's Amon Ross St. Brown. It's Sam Laporta. And then you start Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery. In the rare negative game scripts, you see David, uh, Jameer Gibbs playing a lot more snaps because he runs more routes. You know, he, he's the pass down guy. So you saw 41 snaps for Gibbs, 23 for Monty. Because Gibbs ran 24 routes, Monty ran eight, but they both got 10 carries. They both got a couple targets. Monty's the preferred goal line guy. So it really evens it out at the end of the day. And it's, as I said, the, the, the Lions are one of the more difficult teams to predict whether it's going to be a positive or negative game script. Did you think that they would get blown out on Thanksgiving? No, to the Packers. Did you think that they were going to lose this game to the Bears? No, and then they did. There were games. Did you think they were going to beat the Chiefs the way they did? No. Like So it's hard to predict the game scripts here. So I honestly, I, I'm just starting both guys. I trust both those guys. Uh, Green Bay Packers next team up. Monday night football. So don't got to worry about them until tonight. Uh, Houston Texans. So we had the question in the chat about Nico Collins. Is the injury concerning? Anytime you leave a game with that early in the game and don't come back, it is concerning to me. So we're going to have to keep an eye on that. The person that you need to follow and and look at is Britt Flynn because she she tracks this stuff for us like crazy. She's going to give updates on that. Her show is coming up right after this. I'm sure she's going to have something to say on Nico Collins and these guys. But what happened is we lost Nico Collins early. CJ Stroud left with a concussion. And this is not the first time he's left with a concussion. So we got to be careful on that. What I will tell you is this. On this show, I tell you what's going to happen if these guys are out. We do our best to estimate that. This week, we because Collins left so early, luckily we figured it out. They told us what the deal is. So Tank Dell's done for the year. If Nico Collins is out, the next biggest player that can play split end is Xavier Hutchinson. He's 6'3", 205. And this week he came in and played 41 snaps, which actually led the team. So if Collins is out, Hutchinson is going to be the big split end on the outside. And then Robert Woods and Noah Brown are going to mix and match at slot and flanker. And Grumpy Sports fan, we're going to get to Justin Jefferson when we get to that team. That's coming up very soon. So we're going through team by team. So we'll definitely hit Justin Jefferson too. But he had a chest issue. And he uh, took the plane home. So anybody that has to jump out or is just jumping in now, Justin Jefferson, uh, they they say that they were encouraged by uh, the results. He actually did fly home with the team. So hopefully he'll be good to go. But that is scary. But, yeah, so Nico Collins out. It's going to be Xavier Hutchinson, Rob, Robert Woods, Noah Brown. At tight end, when Dalton Schultz is out, Brevin Jordan's the man. Just be careful because this schedule is terrible for tight ends. Tech, tight end, uh, Titans, Browns, Titans is awful. And if – the thing is, if they come out and struggle against the Titans, are you really going to start that tight end against the Browns and then start that tight end again against the Titans? I know uh, Evan Ingram had a good game against the Browns, but the Browns have been great against the tight end. And I, Dalton Schultz is not Evan Ingram, and neither is Brevin Jordan. So I'm making other plans if I have a Texans tight end as my guy. Uh, but yeah, if they're losing wide receivers like this, it creates a nice floor. But you know, just be careful. Uh, Devin Singletary. He led this team. He started. He got the most carries. Got 13 carries. Agumba Wally only had two. Damian Pierce had four. four. Uh, Devin Singletary played 32 snaps. Dari Agumba Wally played 16. Damian Pierce only played eight. So, ouch town for Damian Pierce. Devin Singletary, again, it's tough to trust him because they're not consistent with it. But right now, I rank him ahead of 
Damian Pierce because he runs more routes and now he also gets more carries. I mean, you definitely can't start Damian Pierce. That that much we know for sure. Uh, next team, Indianapolis Colts, 64 snaps this week. This team has been consistent in what they do. Pittman plays the whole game. Alec Pierce plays the whole game. Josh Downs, the rookie, is the third fiddle out of the slot. Very similar to the way Tyler Boyd works, right? Where it hurts his ceiling that he's not a full-time player. So tough to trust Josh Downs, unfortunately. Michael Pittman, you start every single week. Alec Pierce and Downs now are more like DFS dart throws than they are guys we can trust. It sucks, but that's the way it is. Uh, at tight end, they mix and match like crazy. Colin Granson ran 18 routes out of 43. Will Mallory ran 16 out of 43. Will Mallory is definitely a guy you got to stash in Dynasty. I added him in Dynasty because you see guys go on the blocking side of the tree and they end up being the next like Hunter Long or Drew Sample. Will Mallory running 16 out of 20. See, he plays 20 plays and 16 are pass plays. We like that, man. That's what we want to see these guys on, on the pass side. Look, go look at Mark Andrews' rookie year. He only played like 40% of the snaps, 35% of the snaps, honestly. But but he was mostly playing pass plays because Nick Boyle was blocking and Hayden Hurst was blocking. So when he became a full-time player, he was a great pass catcher. Will Mallory definitely got our eyes on him. I know Jelani Woods is probably the starter of the, of the future, but in deep dino leagues, Will Mallory, we like the way they're deploying him. He's a rookie out of Miami, uh, pretty athletic guy. His uh, RAS score is pretty high, pretty fast for his size. So, yeah, keep an eye on Will Mallory. Uh, Zach Moss, as long as Jonathan Taylor's out, he's got to be in your lineup every week. 54 snaps out of 64, ran 34 routes, got 13 carries, got eight targets. Like, you know, Moss got to be in there. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence played uh, somehow insane, right? Uh, and no Christian Kirk. So Parker Washington took over his job. But Parker Washington, again, part-time player, just like Josh Downs. Calvin Ridley, 72 snaps. Zay Jones, 64. Washington, 47. And Ridley ran 55 routes out of 56. Played the whole game. Zay Jones, 52 out of 56. Parker Washington, only 35 out of 56. So Ridley and Jones are who you trust. Evan Engram played more, more slot than Parker Washington. The Christian Kirk injury looks like it's good news for Evan Engram because he played a ton. 49 routes run. Obviously was, you know, the tight end two only to Njoku this week. Top five flex option this week. So, yeah, Evan Engram, that's my boy, dude. I'll never I, – I told I had people off him this week because I was worried about the Browns. I was worried about the weather. I was worried about the quarterback. Evan Engram is locked in rest of the season for me. If he can ball out against this team, then, yeah. we're locked in on Evan Ingram. So awesome for the people that have Evan Ingram. And then uh, Travis Etienne played 59 snaps out of 76, got 14 carries, 33 routes run. Dernis Johnson and Tank Bigsby played one snap. Like people were worried about him. He doesn't even play. Dernis Johnson, you know, he got three carries, 12 routes, not a threat. Travis Etienne's locked into your lineups. Kansas City Chiefs, 66 snaps. Big story here, Rashi Rice. The big story, honestly, was Kadarius Tony being a complete knucklehead, but we already knew that. Like anybody that nobody watched that game and said, oh, wow, Kadarius Tony made a bonehead mistake. Oh, my goodness. Like nobody was surprised by that. Like that's been his MO. That's why the Giants drafted him in the first round. They trade him away for like a third round pick. Like that's been his problem. So when Kadarius Tony makes mistakes, there's no, the Chiefs have no one to blame but themselves for that. So, but Rashi Rice is the big story for me for fantasy football. Finally got the full workload, 56 of 66 snaps, 37 routes run out of a possible 45, 10 targets. Rashi Rice is dialed in. This is a guy that I trust explicitly. That's our dude. Lock him in. Travis Kelsey, I also trust. And 
I was very disappointed by the outcome of that play because I had bets on different levels on Travis Kelsey yesterday. I had 68 and a half yards, which he hit. I had 89 yards, and then I had 114 yards. He finished with like 80-something, and that last play that got called back was just about 30 yards. Kadarius Tony cost me $700 basically on that. Like we we broke even on all the bets because we hit the first prop that we had the most money on, but I would have won an extra 700 bucks if it wasn't for that goofball. So way to go, Kadarius. And that play was so cool, man, that the lateral, amazing. Travis Kelsey's been trying to do that for years, and Kadarius Tony ruined it for him. He's like a dream play of his. Uh, my favorite play of all time was the Randy Moss lateral right before halftime. So uh, to, to Mo Williams, go check that play out. But, yeah, that sucks that that play got called back. I've I've always been on team. If it's fun, just let it go. But I mean, he was offsides. There's no doubt about it. You can't argue. And he 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 if he just checked with the refs, the refs would have told him. That's the whole thing. He didn't check. It was a mistake on his part. Uh, Ceh started. Uh, he got most of the carries. Split the pass work with Jarek McKinnon. But I don't really care. Ceh is the the starter in all formats for me. Just because he the fact that he even split the pass work, 15 routes for him, 18 for McKinnon means that he's the better option because he's getting some of the pass work and he's getting most of the carries. So we like CEH. I had him in some spots. I did add McKinnon in one PPR league. Wish I added CEH. So, um, but yeah, keep an eye out for him. If he's available, he might still be available in some leagues. Uh, they did say Isaiah Pacheco may, might be back sooner rather than later. So something to think about here uh, might not be fully locked in, but for the time being he's available and he's a decent option. Raiders played 54 snaps. It's Devonta Adams, Jacoby Myers playing the whole game, 53 snaps for each of them out of 54. So when I say whole game, I mean like the whole game except for one play. Hunter Renfro got five targets, made a couple of plays, but 26 snaps out of 54. Just not a guy that we can trust. So Hunter Renfro, not even a DFS dart throw because he's. it's not like I'd rather have a guy playing all the snaps, not really doing much because in any game random week, the guy playing a ton all of a sudden could just get six, seven, eight targets. If you're only playing 26 of 54 snaps, which is half the game, less than half the game, you're not just all of a sudden going to get 10 targets. So uh, I don't really like those guys as dart throws. Hunter Renfro, I think he needs a new location. Like he should have got traded because I think he's a good slot wide receiver, but he just he hardly plays for this team. Uh, Michael Mayer, another guy where Dynasty, we stash him. In redraft, he just doesn't play enough. 27 of 37 routes, not going to cut it. Only two targets. So don't worry about Michael Mayer. Uh, and then Josh Jacobs left the game with an injury uh, at the very end of the game. We'll have to monitor that. Again, Britt Flynn's usually on top of that stuff. We have the injury reports on our page, but it's too early to know the extent of it. Uh, it was an ankle injury, they're saying, I believe. Uh, Zamir White is probably going to start if he's out, and Amir Abdul will play on pass downs. So that's what that's what I expect. So Zamir White would be the ad for me over Amir Abdullah, even though Abdullah played more after Jacobs left. It was because of the game script. Like, He's the pass down back, so he gets that work. So, Zamir White, most interesting in my opinion. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers, 68 snaps. Justin Herbert broke another finger. Earlier this year, he broke his a finger in his non-throwing hand in Max Crosby's special face mask that Max Crosby is not allowed to wear anymore. This week, he breaks the finger on his throwing hand. Middle finger, very difficult to play with that. It could This could be season ending. So, we'll have to watch and see what happens here. But just bad luck. Broken fingers, bad luck in, in football. Like there's not much you can do about it. This is, it's not easy to, there's nothing he could have done to protect his fingers in my opinion. So, um, you know, 
what are you going to do? It's not like he like heard, heard it like hurtling at the goal line or not sliding or something. It was just like, you know, that's what happens when you're throwing the football, comes down on helmets, you break fingers. I played quarterback and I got some broken fingers. Look at this one. That's what they look like when you tape them to the other ones like this. So that I broke that one on a snap. I That was my fault. I, I forgot the snap count and the center snapped it and snapped my finger. Uh, but yeah, gotta be, there's nothing Herbert could have done really to protect, to prevent that. Keenan Allen's dialed in. Quentin Johnson, very difficult to trust. Josh Palmer is a guy I'm stashing. Josh Palmer is a guy I will trust because I've seen him multiple times, including this year. When guys are out, he's a huge part of the offense. So Josh Palmer stash, Quentin Johnson, if you have to. With If Josh Palmer's out, you could throw darts at Quentin Johnson, but I don't know. I just don't trust that guy. And obviously, we're not going to start Jalen Guyton or Alex Erickson or any of those guys. Another guy I don't trust is Gerald Everett. He played 46 of 68 snaps. This guy has never one time for the Chargers played more than 80% of the snaps. I said it a million times in the show, so I'm not going to go into it, but he doesn't play 80%. He rarely plays 70%. This week was a good matchup against the Broncos, so we had him ranked as high as we'll ever have him, you know, but I just do not trust this player, you know, and Josh Palmer will be back, and, and you know, we just, you don't want to lose your season starting a part-time player like Gerald Everett. Uh, Austin Eckler split carries with Isaiah Spiller. Maybe they saw what the – uh, Bengals were doing over there and they saw, you know, Chase Brown come in and Joe Mixon have great weeks. So they had Austin Neckler uh, split cash with Isaiah Spiller and sure enough, top five RB week for Austin Neckler, right? A hundred yards from scrimmage. So, Hey, you know what? Maybe that's the way to light the fire under these guys, but Joshua Kelly is way on the back burner. Now he only played seven snaps. Isaiah Spiller played 12, got six carries. Can't really use Spiller or, or, Kelly, maybe Spiller is a DFS dart throw now, um, but yeah, uh, pretty rough. I see Gabe the Babe in the chat, 10 points from kicker Jason Sanders tonight. Hey, not a bad spot for him at all. And uh, Nino Pena, we have not got to the Vikings. Uh, we're going alphabetical order. So now we're into the land of the loss right now. Las Vegas, we just did Las Vegas, Los Angeles Chargers, and uh, now we're doing the Los Angeles Rams. Then we get into the new world of New York's and New England's. Uh, we actually got to go rapid fire here. So let me just give you guys, we have like 10 minutes left. I'm just going to hit you guys with the most important stuff uh, usage-wise. Uh, Los Angeles Rams, Cooper Cup is a start. Puka Naku is a start. Demarcus Robinson with Tutu Atwell out is now a DFS dart throw. He played 66 snaps. So if Atwell's out, I'm not going to start Robinson in my real leagues with real implica- implications unless it's deep. But in DFS, he ran 42 routes. Cooper Cup ran 42. Puka Naku ran 41. So he's out there, man. Uh, Davis Allen, another DFS dart throw of Tyler Higby's out because 27 of 43 routes, not ideal, but five targets will take it. So, uh, Davis Allen rookie out of Clemson, uh, not super fast, but he's like six, seven. So touchdown threat for sure. And then Kyron Williams is awesome. 40, 69 of 77 snaps. So he's locked in. Amazing. Uh, Miami dolphins play tonight, Minnesota Vikings. So now here we are in Nino Pena. Uh, yeah, they benched Dobbs for Nick Mullins. Once you get guys getting benched like this, you cannot. It's so hard to trust them in Superflex. This is where I go elsewhere. Same with like Bailey Zappi, Mac Jones. If you don't know they're going to start one guy all game, it's so hard to trust them. So yeah, sucks because I like Josh Dobbs and I'm rooting for him. I'm hoping hoping he's the guy. But what are you going to do? Justin Jefferson left, left the game with a chest injury. Waiting on results for that, but the results early results were positive. He flew home with the team. So fingers crossed. If you traded for Jefferson, it's just crazy because like you trade for a guy like this and you worry that he's going to suffer a hamstring injury. And then he comes out and suffers a chest injury, complete freak injury on a on a weird hit. So what are you gonna do? Could happen. This one could happen to anyone. So it's not like oh you you know you started the guy in his first game back and you know 
you the risk of hamstring injury wasn't even the hamstring. So that stinks for him. Uh, so it's going to be back to Addison Osborne and Powell if he's out, starting where you have to. TJ Hawkinson, 43 of 46 routes, so he's dialed in. And Alexander Madison suffered an ankle injury, and Ty Chandler took over. So if Madison misses time, it's Chandler, that he's the guy. And then maybe Kine Nguangwu is a deep DFS dart throw, is a guy that can hit a Hail Mary. I've seen him run back multiple kicks. So there you go. New England Patriots, no pop, no Parker. Saw a lot of two tight end sets. So Juju played the whole game. Taekwon Thornton played the whole game. And then after that, Jalen Rager and Ty Montgomery, just kind of partial guys because they used a lot of Hunter Henry. 50 snaps out of 57. Noah Brown played more than Mike Gusecki, but Mike Gusecki ran more routes. So they just mixed and matched. And then Ezekiel Elliott got every running back snap, 52 out of 57. This team had one of the most consolidated snaps on offense of any team. Only like 12 guys, like 13 guys played for pass catching wide receivers, like wide receivers and tight ends, really consolidated. So Hunter Henry... If guys are going to continue to be hurt, it might be interesting. But beyond that, it's Zeke with Ramondre out and I guess maybe Juju or Darth or Taekwon. But, again, you really can't trust anybody in this offense. New Orleans Saints, 52 snaps. Uh, Michael Thomas being out and Rashid Shahid being out means that it's A.T. Perry at split end, Lynn Bowden and Chris Olave mix and match at flanker and slot. You can throw darts at Bowden or A.T. Perry, but you're not going to start him in a real leg. Olave, of course, you are starting because he's a good player. Even with the flu, he played well this week. No Taysom Hill this week, so a lot of the weirdness was gone. What you saw was Jamal Williams stepped up and became the short yardage guy with no Taysom Hill. Alvin Kamara played his typical role, got five targets, got a bunch of carries. And then, you know, at tight end, they used Foster Moreau as a blocking tight end. Jawan Johnson ran 13 to 27 routes. Jimmy Graham only ran four routes but got two targets and scored a touchdown. So, again, no tight end that we're using there. New York Giants play tonight. Now we're in the, the land of the new. So New Orleans, New England, uh, New York Giants, Monday Night Football, New York Jets. 68 snaps from them. Garrett Wilson, you play. With Zach Wilson, he can get the ball to Garrett Wilson. 14 targets. You, you like you can start that player. You're not starting Alan Lazard. I gave Xavier Gibson as a DFS dart throw. He only got one target. Randall Cobb scored a touchdown as one target. So it's really just Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall that you're playing. They're using some Dalvin Cook and Izzy Abanacanda, but uh, Brees Hall played 42 snaps. Cook played 16. Izzy played five. So Brees Hall's the guy. You know where you have to start him or not, but you got to go that way. Um, Justin says he's up seven with Reed and Miami defense. Uh, up seven going against Reed and Miami defense. He has HM. I, I would rather be on the HM side no matter what, to be honest. Like you're up seven too. Honestly, Football is so crazy that I'd, I'd almost rather be just winning by any amount of points because, you know, guys just have duds every once in a while. So give me the seven points over anything else. Uh, Eagles, 54 snaps. It's Devonta Smith. It's A.J. Brown. Other guys, they split too much. You know, Alameda, Zacchaeus, Julio, Quez Watkins, don't worry about them. Dallas Goddard played 26 of 28 snaps. Start him where you got to. And then Swift, again, this is one where Swift – plays more on early on rundowns. Gainwell plays pass downs when they're playing from behind. But the schedule is so easy for this team moving forward with the Giants twice and the Cardinals and the Seahawks that Swift is going to be fine. So uh, I'm just going to keep starting Swift, man. Um, Pittsburgh Steelers, 70 snaps. Trubisky stinks. It's Pickens. It's Deontay Johnson. Allen Robinson's kind of on the way. On the He's on the back burner. Fryer Muth played 35 of 42 snaps. And then Najee Harris and Jalen Warren split down the middle. Uh, you know, Jalen Warren skews pass plays, Najee skews run plays. So we were 
this team, we know what it is. We just don't like it, right? Like we want better QB play because, you know, Pickens and Deontay and Fryermuth play the whole game and the RBs are good. But if the team stinks, then not much you can do there, man. Uh, Brad McCoy in the chat. Shout out Twitch gang. Do Twitch classes for the Twitch gang as always. It says Monty and Amon Rock combined for 16, up six with Waddle, but he has love and read, hoping, uh, losing hope. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think you're going to be fine, man. I think you'll be fine. I'm pulling for you, brother. Uh, yeah, Madison McKinnon, rough, rough slating there. Uh, let's get this wrapped up so that we can jump over to Brit, Brit's Blitz. Uh, only like a couple teams left, so we'll hit them real quick. Make sure you stay tuned, subscribe, like the channel so you can hang out with Brit after this. Steelers are the easiest, uh, sorry, the, the 49ers are the easiest team to talk about because they only really give the ball to like four guys. So you start Brock Purdy, you start Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel, you start George Kittle, and you start Christian McCaffrey. There you go, 49ers are done. God bless Kyle Juszczyk playing you know, a ton of snaps and never getting the football. Great for fantasy football. Consolidates everything else for us. So Seattle Seahawks, uh, 59 snaps. Kenneth Walker came back. Oddly enough, he ran more routes than Zach Charbonnet, but Charbonnet got more carries. Very strange. We expected Charbonnet to be a pass-down guy. So I don't know if something happened there that – an injury or something that I didn't see, let me know, chat, but I don't like that. Uh, I mean, it's tough to trust either of them, but I think it goes back to being Kenneth Walker, the guy that we rank out of Charbonnet. He played more, you know. Uh, DK Metcalf got ejected, but even before then, Jackson Smith and Jigba was playing a ton, getting a ton of targets. They use a lot of three wide receiver sets, so JSN is one of the rare wide receiver threes that I do trust in fantasy football, and you want these rookies getting hot at the right time. So Metcalf, Lockett, JSN – uh, hopefully Geno Smith is back soon because Drew Locke wasn't really inspiring. Yeah, DK Metcalf won his UFC fight for sure. Uh, I wouldn't fight DK Metcalf with all y'all. That dude is a monster. Um, but yeah. yeah, so and then you're not starting any tight end from this team. Noah Fant ran 21 of 38 routes to lead the team, but you saw Colby Parkinson mixed in, mixed in the whole deal. Uh, Tim Bay Buccaneers, 68 snaps. It's Mike Evans, it's Chris Godwin, Trey Palmer is the third fiddle. That's the way it's going to be. Godwin, decent game, finally. He's been pretty brutal lately. Mike Evans, you always start because he's Mike Evans. K-Dotton, bounce back game, ran – I mean, the week before he ran 33 of 35 routes. This week he ran 27 of 31, got five targets. I mean, he's safe but boring. Back end, tight end one, uh, front end, tight end two. That's K-Dotton, and you know what? You could do worse. Rashad White, 57 of 68 snaps. He's dialed in, and guess what? Tennessee Titans played tonight. Washington Commanders are on bye. That's it. So uh, we rushed through. We got it done. We hit it up every week. Like, subscribe, follow me on Twitter at Kube Fiasco. Tell your favorite fantasy analyst, thank you for everything. Don't You don't have to send me a message because you guys are here supporting the show. I already know that uh, you support me and I do my best to help you. But out there, every, you know what? If somebody helped you one week, this week, all year, pop in, you know, tag them in a tweet. Uh, throw them a DM. Say, hey, you know what, man? Really appreciate you, uh, you know or miss they thank you i really appreciate you so uh definitely drop that out there that's the word you know who i really appreciate brian burns behind the behind the glass today you gotta love and respect brian burns so shout out to him for hooking us up and taking care of the show today i cannot say enough about brian burns that, that's right can't say enough good things about brian burns thank you guys for tuning in good luck with your fantasy playoffs good luck with your ffpc teams use promo code coop and keep the dream alive we have the fantasy i'm playing dfs and 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 weekly fantasy for the rest of the year until we get to the playoffs and then i'm doing the ffpc playoff challenge using promo code coop they'll give you 25 bucks when you deposit 
35 or more for the first time. So get it going. Yeah, we like Brian Burns with the sound effects, man. That's a lot of fun. So thank you, guys. Stay tuned for Brits Blitz. I'm out of here. Cheers.